on this episode of Why Watch That. Will you have to read subtitles? Yeah, if you want to hear the original language. What? Mm-hmm. If you want to hear, uh, now you can, I think they provide a dub, but I don't do dubs unless it's a cartoon. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't do that. This is what happened. No, oh, I can sit, you know, let's move on. Now yes. on the side. <laughs> <laughs> they found, find one person, like it's Jurassic Park or aliens or something. She's hiding like with a knife. They open up a little drawer and there she is. A drawer? Well, you know, like a, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like a cabinet drawer. <laughs> we see Ripley having night terrors, not wanting to go back, saying Van Leeuwen. And so when- I'm sorry, what did she say? Van Leeuwen. So, and if you know aliens, <laughs> you know that scene. Why watch that as a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head to head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why, Why Watch, watch that. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and business as well. You know, Critic, I got mm. a chance to attend a wonderful event by EMP here Uh-oh. in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk, and some real good food too. Mm-hmm. It was a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. The Why Watch That Talk. We're coming at you with a TV talk. Boy, did we miss these. I mean, it's been a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. coming out. It is award season, by the way. And the Golden Globes are coming at us and they're, you know, mm. talking about some TV last season. Well, we won't get into that. But um but the new season they were watching. I don't either. It just it's ah <laughs> but um TV has I feel like you know, January is quite a hurdle to get over because, you know, you're coming off a of vacation and some things are starting up, but we always can depend on February because we'll, we'll, we're just introduced to new stuff and some returning stuff. And you got a chance to see some of this, just a handful, yeah. really. We're going to start with um, a network that we don't talk more enough. I mean, we do, we talk about it, but TNT is giving us its second season of Snowpiercer. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, Critic. Mm-hmm. How long is this going to last with this train just driving around the world in these mountains? Yeah. I don't understand. Well, it's well, the perpetual motion, you know, is what propels the train and all of that. So. I get that, but at some point, we can't be doing this. I mean, it's a train. Yeah. Ugh. So unless you do yeah. flashbacks and flash forwards, I don't know. But, you know, <laughs> it is its second season. And yeah. Snowpiercer, again, if we all remember, it was based on the movie. 
Snowpiercer that starred Chris Evans and <laughs> <laughs> and your and your girl who's just she's just creepy. Octavia. Um. Oh, oh no, and, oh, no, Octavia's been. Octavia was it? Oh yeah, you talk. Yes, I know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, you know exactly <laughs> who I'm talking Still about. Doctor Strange. Yes, um, <laughs> Doctor Strange. Uh, uh, teacher, his his teacher. But anyway, this is coming to us. It's already been renewed for season three. So TNT likes it. Mm-hmm. And Tate... Diggs. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Tate Diggs. No. Hamilton's David Diggs is re- reprising his role. Um, Jennifer Connelly is in this. And, you know, whose side is she on? I'm not sure what the Mm-hmm. logistics of all of that is and you know this is one of them shows the back is trying to come to the front and rectify you know the disproportionate harassment and discrimination yes. so what are we doing what what's happening second season <laughs> and don't forget Allison Wright Martha from the Americans is in it and, oh that's right mm-hmm and in this season, at the end of season one, they introduced Sean Bean's character, who is now a principal in season two. And that ref goes to your question, what's going on? How can they keep this going? Well, a new train came up behind them and attached itself and said, give us your food. We're taking over. Sean Bean is here playing the real person, the real Mr. Wilford who Jennifer Connelly's character was pretending was on the train. Mm-hmm. So really, Jennifer Connelly's, uh, Connelly's character was running the train without everyone knowing. She was supposed to be in charge of hospitality with Allison Wright. Okay. Okay. So all of that came out, and Davi Diggs plays a guy who was at the back of the train who wasn't supposed to be there with those people, but they left them there, and they, like, throw them scraps, and, of course, they fight their way to the front. You saw the movie, you know this. Now, this is based on a French... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, instead of a comic book, graphic novel. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind as well. So, okay. So in season two, again, we have Sean Bean's character trying to take over and go into Jennifer Connelly's character, whose name is Melanie, and saying, mm-hmm. uh, actually, I want to take you hostage over here in my train. Okay. And he has a little surprise for her. Something or someone she doesn't know is there waiting, which causes a whole big problem. Now, wait, I thought mm -hmm. they were the last people in the world. They thought so, too. That's right. They thought so, too. Gosh, because Melanie thought that she'd gotten rid of Wilford. But she didn't. She didn't know that he built another train. No, of course. Mm hmm. Yeah. So now they're continuing with them. And the question is on this other train, what is their state of affairs? Because why do they need their food if they're doing well? And so on. So they're trying to suss each other out. And in season two, now David Diggs' character, uh, Leighton, he is now in control of the front train. So Wilford wants to know who Leighton is to see who his adversary is and really try to take over. But of course, they have different ways of navigating Wilford because keep in mind that Melanie is an engineer. Okay. 
So she knows some things about trains, but who is Wilford's engineer? That's an interesting question. Now, the thing about this show is when it is about taking over, being in charge, moving forward like the train, it's entertaining. It's interesting. When they start dealing with relationships, it's not. Y'all Why don't does that always it that happen? Way. Because they can't write yeah. that. Like, know what you can write. And really, Ref, we've talked about it ad nauseum throughout the years. You've got to know what your bread and butter are. This is Snowpiercer. That's what it is. Make it yeah. about that. Make it sharp. Make it about who's in control, who's undermining whom. It is not about relationship dynamics outside of that. It is not about that. The plot doesn't support it. We don't care. Like this, whoever shows up, this new relationship that we see, I'm annoyed. It's in the way I don't (laughs) care and I don't buy it. It doesn't even make sense. Okay, I'll put it this way. If, If one of my loved ones betrayed me, it's the end of times, you know, and, and somebody's talent poisoning my ear about them. I haven't met them in a long time and I see them. This person poisoning my ear, I'm going to watch them too and see how they behave. If they're not up to snuff, maybe what they're saying isn't right. Like, it's just things like this where you're just like, oh, yeah. let me roll my eyes. So that's the thing with Snowpiercer. If you watch season one and you finished it, then continue with season two. I mean, they are adding things to this and... Up to now, we just learned that something interesting is going on on Earth. I'll put it that way. And you'll see what that means if you watch. Global warming. All right. So, Well, they, well you know, that's what got yeah. them into trouble. They tried to true. stop the global warming, which caused this, you know, icy time period. Oh, the Ice Age Part 2. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Birds. Okay, so... <laughs> We have a couple, we have, you know, um, a handful of series premieres. This is new work. And I hear from a little birdie that you're excited about one of these. Mm. So the investigation limited series on HBO. And I like to say that because if you have, you can watch it in real time if you'd like to. Mm hmm. But it's going to be on HBO Max. I mean, come on. Who's watching regular HBO? You know, if you're not watching the game tonight as of taping, (laughs) then you are watching HBO in real time. So the investigation, which intrigued me when I was looking at some of the uh, trailers and things like that. Very, very curious about it. Don't know much about it. I mean, they present it one way, but the question is, are we going to walk away? wanting more Mm. and it is based on a true story uh true events so uh we are in copenhagen Ooh, look at that and at the start of the series as of taping only one episode has aired at the start there's a court case and it's we're about to get the verdict we see the prosecutor there we see the investigator the detective, the head of, uh, I think he's the head of uh, all of the murder investigations there, sitting there, and we see the defendant. Um, 
and you see what comes of this, what happens as a result of this verdict. Now, if you're someone who lives in the States, their court system's a little different. They have a judging panel and a jury. And so essentially you got to win all of them over. So you go, oh, okay, is this what the show is about? Then there's a new thing that happens. There is this woman who goes missing. And she was a a reporter and she was going to interview this guy on his boat that he made. What happened to her? Well, they find out. I'm going to tell you that. It ain't good. Of course, this is the investigation. So they have to get down to the bottom of what happened to this woman, who's to blame, and so on and so forth. And this same head of, you know, the murder investigations is behind this. And can he get down to the bottom of it? And the question is, how does that first case, which we saw the tail end of in the court, refer to what we're watching now? I'll tell you that opening was smart because we now know maybe this isn't going to be as straightforward as it seems. Now, of course, we also see this head investigator, this head detective. We see his home life. What are the sacrifices he has? He has to make there. We see the rest of his, uh, you know, colleagues. We see the prosecutor. What does he think about him after that first case and so on? And we see in their legal system, there's certain things that they have to do in order to get to the truth. So this is only the first episode, but this was professionally made. And the way they started it makes it interesting. It was very smart to start the tail end of that first case Now, will you have to read subtitles? Yeah, if you want to hear the original language. What? Mm -hmm. If you want to hear, now you can, I think they provide a dub, but I don't do dubs unless it's a cartoon. (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't do that. And it was worth it. I had no problems reading these subtitles. I was intrigued throughout and I'm interested to see how they move forward. I just hope, Rafi, they keep it going forward. But this to me from the first episode seems like people who know where their bread is buttered. All right. Well, butter it. Let's move on to the head sticking with HBO, but this time HBO max. So you're not going to necessarily find this in real time Mm -hmm. on HBO. Uh, It is six episodes. And from my understanding, you can just watch them. Mm Mm-hmm. They're all available there for you to watch. Are you going to? Hmm. This is what happened. Uh oh. That can so, you know. Let's move on. Now <laughs> on side. <laughs> We're in the South Pole. I already know. <laughs> you can't get past the ref. Isn't that what she said in the intro? <laughs> We're in the South Pole. And, you know, there are a whole bunch of people there doing their scientific research. And at the start of the show, it's about to turn into the dark season there, you know, when they have months of darkness. Mm -hmm. So the last light is there. They have this whole transition where people leave. A lot of people just go away when ain't no light. They ain't staying there with the dark, but they do leave a skeleton crew behind. So the guy who's in charge when the light is out is leaving, but his wife is staying and his wife is going to be directed by another man who they got some history. It ain't so good. 
So the husband is looking at her going, are you sure you want to stay? She's like, yes. And whatever happened before in the past with her and the, the director during the dark, who's uh, actually in that that horror show that Guillermo del Toro did that I used to talk about all the time, The Strain. The Strain. Yes, he was in that. So she's like, whatever happened between us before, I'm not going to let that happen again. I'm going to make sure I get the credit and all of that this time. Oh. Okay. So all the all the light people leave. And then we switch back to when they have to come back. When the light is back again, they're helicoptering in. You know, her husband's coming back. They come back, and it looks like everybody's dead. What has happened? Whoa. Except for one person. They found find one person, like it's Jurassic Park or aliens or something. She's hiding like with a knife. They open up a little drawer, and there she is. A drawer? Well, you know, like a, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like a cabinet drawer. <laughs> They're just sliding door a of a cabinet. <laughs> you know how you know how the drawer, kitchen. She's like. <laughs> you know the flat. kitchen at Jurassic Park where you have you could slide those steel doors. You could like hide yes. there. It's like that. Yeah, that's that's not a drawer. I know, I know. I just wanted to say that. So <laughs> but anyway, I love it though. That's, we that's slide out. And she's she's fitting she's fitting herself in a drawer. Something wait no. So what happened? There's a body of somebody burnt up along with one of the vehicles. The other vehicle they used to go through the snow is gone. He don't know where his wife is. And what's the head? Who's the survivor? Well, the survivor is... Oh, okay, you're not going to tell uh, us. Well, the survivor... Yeah, I won't. That's good. I won't say it because you'll find out. So, uh, but it will make sense who it is when you're seeing the building. Got it. Oh, okay. And what's this head again? What yeah. does that mean? And where is this all going? Now, I watched one episode of this. And the oh. reason... That I'm reviewing it is. Yes. If you are somebody who's a regular watcher of the sci-fi network, this would be like one of their shows that are fine. You'd be like, okay, this is a fine sci-fi show. Not that good, not that bad. It's fine. So if that's you, if you tend to watch those kinds of things and this was interesting to you, you can watch it. I didn't mind it. What I minded was this ref. I didn't care. And the reason uh, why I didn't care is I don't even know what's going on. They don't show you what happened. It's like hinted at. I don't know these people well enough to care. Like there wasn't <laughs> enough in there for me to go, okay, yeah, what really happened? I would have preferred if I saw what happened and I see them coming back and I'm going, oh, you don't know what you're getting into. It's not like it, even aliens. You can say, okay, aliens had alien before it, so we have that. But no, if you watch Aliens, the sequel, in the beginning, we see Ripley having night terrors, not wanting to go back, saying Van Leeuwen. I mean, we see all of this building up. And so when I'm sorry, what did she say? Van Leeuwen. So, and if you know aliens, you know that scene when they after they do that little uh, their little debrief with her and close the case, and she comes up to him, she's like Van Lewin, you know, like let me tell you something. And then she's telling these military people who don't understand. They like whatever, just tell me where to shoot. She's like, no, get it together. So all of that is built up, and then they finally find Newt. Like this is how you do it. That's Wait, my, are we still talking about aliens? Yeah, we are because that is the example of what the head okay, could have it. done, in my opinion, to start this to get me to care. 
Got you it. gotta okay. build in the problem from the beginning, build it up. That should have been all episode one. Then at the end, we got a head or something. And you go, oh, oh, let me watch the next episode. That didn't happen. Yeah. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't enough for me, somebody who's watched a lot of this stuff, to keep watching. Yeah, uh, well, you win some, you lose some. You make heads or tails of it. So, <laughs> oh, whoa, win some, lose some. <laughs> Table and holla. <laughs> Resident Alien, speaking of, let's just go there. You talked about this is some the head should have been on sci-fi. Well, let's go to sci-fi with uh, Resident Alien. You talked about aliens. Let's talk about an alien. Yeah. And, you know, the thing about it is, I'm going to be honest with you and the listeners, I don't gravitate towards this. It's not that I won't watch it. It's not that if I'm sitting, you know, hanging around during this pandemic on a Friday night, I am not going to reach for my remote control, whip onto sci-fi and see what alien show that I could watch (laughs) only because it's hard to do. Mm. You just made your point with the head. So it's, it's hard to do and it's hard to care and I don't even know if Resident Alien is literally about aliens or if it's about, you know, someone in a foreign country who's yeah. doing their residency. Which is actually, <laughs> it is a moment in the show where they play around with the with the word. Gotcha. So where they're like, alien, like, well, what do you mean? Do you mean like illegal immigrant? Are you talking about like from <laughs> out of space? No, from out of space. I mean, so that's in the show because this is comedic. So, okay, yeah. And it's based on a comic book. Um, now, we have Alan Tudyk, who plays the alien in question. And he crash lands on Earth. He was on a mission. And his mission was not to land. I will tell you that. Is crash he a human-formed alien? Oh, what, what are we getting ourselves? Oh, if you saw him, you would scream. Okay, got it. People got it. do. And they scream. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So he crash lands, but because of this, he doesn't know where his whole ship is. He has to find it in order to complete this mission. So he needs cover and he gets it. (laughs) He clones somebody so he can shape shift. Mm. So he turns into a specific human. I won't tell you how this goes down, but that doesn't mean he knows how to be human. Can he brush his teeth? Does he know the language? You know, can he walk? (laughs) He, he spends uh, uh, weeks watching Law & Order reruns, which is hilarious. Okay. Okay, I'm already liking this. <laughs> yeah. So to learn the language, that's what he does. And what happens months later, he's been searching for his ship. And, you know, he's been searching for some other stuff he did to try to cover it up. They come to him because the guy he cloned is a doctor. And the doctor, this is in Colorado, in a, in a, a mountain town in Colorado. The doctor has died. He's the only other doctor in town. So they come up to him and it's like, hey, you need to come figure out what happened to this doctor. Now he's been watching Law and Order. (laughs) (laughs) So he figures out what happened to this doctor. And maybe there's a serial killer on the loose. Okay. (laughs) Who somebody would pitched this to sci-fi. I know. Look, they had a comic book. See, they were like, look, we could turn this comic book into a series for sci-fi. Now, the thing is, this alien hates people. This is what I like the most about it. 
He hates people. I just don't like him at all. They're idiots. You know, it's that kind of thing. And you hear his voiceover. And Alan Tudyk, um, if you don't know his work, is great at this stuff. He was born to do, like, sarcastic voiceover work. Um, so, you know, he he did... It was uh, one of those DC shows he did the voice of. Um, so, you know, but it'll come to me in a moment. But he was great doing that voiceover work as well. So it was just like, okay, you you have him. This is this is great. Doom Patrol. Yes, he was Mr. Nobody. Mm. I knew it was. And it's just, this is his thing. He has a great voice and he has great timing. So he's saying this stuff and it's hilarious. It's hilarious. He's like, you know, my species, we don't, we don't form bonds. You know, he's idiots. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know this. He's, and you know, he's like, look, I can figure this out in five minutes how to do this procedure. And he searches the internet <laughs> to try to do this doctor <laughs> stuff. But what's his real mission? And who else does he encounter? There is a nurse and she has her own backstory going on. She thinks he's kind of odd, but she kind of accepts him because she's an outsider as well. What does that mean? What if someone's attracted to him? And remember, he's in the form of a human, but there's a very small percentage of humans who will see the real alien. What happens if they do? Remember, Uh he hates humans. And there is a local sheriff here who's played by Corey Reynolds, by the way, who was seaweed on Broadway in uh, Hairspray. So, (laughs) (laughs) and he is like, he's ready to be canceled. Okay, he's just ready to be canceled in this show. So the thing about Resident Alien is, if you are someone who likes people who hates humans, like it really is that, this is the show for you. It's just funny that way. I will say though, when they get away from the title, started getting into side stories, that's when they start losing me. Also my question across this, because I've seen three episodes now, um, the question will be across this season, will they have enough ideas to keep it going? Because sometimes they stay in the bit too long. But they oh. do have Alan. That is the one thing. But it's they do not have. a procedural, like he's solving cases mm, as a yeah. doctor. It not no. I wouldn't call it that. There are because there are things they find, and then there are things he has to hide from them. So he's like the doctor, but then he's like doing things behind the scenes to thwart the investigations and things like that. Is there really a serial killer? Is it him? Is it someone else? Like so these are the things uh. that they're playing around with. But I think when they focus on the alien and his thought process, and if they give him enough, Alan Tudyk's going to land it. Mm, That's excellent. Well, there you have it. That's our TV talk for this particular segment. Not a whole bunch, but a lot of bang for your buck. Hey, TV's back. Why not take advantage of it? Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.